The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is uh, 12.05 and we are set here to go again answering your questions uh, about disability laws that pertains to COVID-19, the coronavirus, or otherwise. Uh, all questions, of course, are, uh, are welcome. Savannah, busy show coming up today as we continue to answer those questions. People have a lot of them. want to mention two things right off the top. You guys open for business. Insurance companies also open for business. So have no fear. It is uh, status quo as far as that's concerned. Everybody, including yourself and the firm and uh, you know, pretty much the insurance companies working remotely. But, uh, you know, it's a technology. They can do it. So it's uh, it's all good to go. You want to reach out any time during the show, do so. It's uh, 1-855-821-5900. That is toll-free to get a hold of Savannah and his crew. Help at disabilityrights.ca. And for the next little while, the website you can go to for a, a, a ton of information, covidrights.ca. Check that out as well. But as mentioned, phone lines here on the uh, on the program are open at the station, so bring them on, 416-870-6400. Ready to, uh, ready to go, pal. Week that was in COVID off the top. What's going on? That's right, John. It's been a very busy week, of course, with covid uh raining everywhere uh mm-hmm. and you know we're, we're uh as you mentioned it in full operation our entire firm is working remotely uh every everyone is keeping safe social distancing and uh you know this is this is the same thing f- with us right now john you're doing it from your home i'm doing this from yeah. my home and uh, we're here to educate the public and i actually want to give a shout out to uh, my sister who i just talked to uh, recently uh, paula and her husband serge and her little daughter uh, hannah uh, again they're keeping uh, keeping safe uh, social distancing is a major major thing but you know john one of the things that came up in the conversation between us is the mental toll, uh, you know, the, the psychological impact of this pandemic and, of course, the efforts to combat it. And and that cannot be underestimated. And I think that we're going to read more and more uh, in the news and uh, through blogs and, and other individuals who have expertise in this area about what it is that this is doing to people. So it's one thing to look at, you know, obviously the the illness itself. It's another thing to consider uh, the ramifications of everything we are doing now collectively to try and stay safe. Mm -hmm. You know, and and that brings me to an email that I had received earlier this week from a lady. Uh, Her name is Valerie, and uh, she's been on long-term disability for almost two years now. And uh, she has been asked by her insurance company to attend an assessment with one of their doctors. And this is supposed to happen next week. And of course, she's concerned because under the policy, under almost every LTD policy, there is a provision that states that if the insurance company wants to assess you, to have one of their doctors or treatment experts assess you uh, during the life of your claim, then you have an obligation to participate. And that's true. You do. But her concern, of course, is that she has to go to this appointment, right? And again, we are now living in COVID-19 era. So what does she do? Does she go to this assessment? Does she not? Uh, Her concern, obviously, is is that if she declines, the insurance company can use that to cut off her benefits. And remember, one of the things we talk about here is uh, the rights that individuals have under their long-term disability policies. And of course, conversely, insurance companies have certain rights. 
So what we told this lady to do, what I told her to do is uh, to express her concern to her adjuster in writing and to ask whether or not this assessment can proceed via phone or Zoom or some other platform that does not involve her coming out of the house. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, if the insurance company comes back and says, no, it, it does, we cannot accommodate that, I think she has a right in my opinion, to say, no, this is too risky for me. And in fact, she can contact her own doctors to the extent that her doctors are available right now uh, to, to back this up as well, to provide a letter or something that says they don't advise her to travel out of the house. I don't think she needs that, but I think that insurance companies are going to have to adapt. That said, I do anticipate some insurance companies out there, some adjusters, uh, to use this, unfortunately, to uh, pressure individuals into situations where people are not comfortable with. I can see insurance companies trying to cut people off, off of long-term disability benefits, and of course, people are in a very precarious financial state right now, so what do you do? Well, again, the fact that there is COVID-19 out there does not erase your legal rights. This is absolutely essential to understand. And, and John, you and Lior, my, my partner, uh, you know, Lior, the expert in employment law, one of the best mm -hmm. lawyers I know uh, who knows everything there is to know about employment law, uh, you know, he talks about this as well. You know, the fact that we have this pandemic, the fact that everybody is at home now does not mean that you have no rights. It's very important to understand the legal system has not grounded to a halt. Right. Okay, we can enforce your rights. So what happens if an insurance company tells you we're going to cut you off benefits and they really should not given this pandemic? You give us a call. You give us a call and we'll tell you what you need to do. Sometimes we need to get involved. Sometimes we don't need to get involved. The point is, this is going to cost you nothing to speak with us and to get the information you need so that you know how to proceed and how to deal with this insurance company. You know, insurance companies are not above the law. Insurance companies, John, as you put it, are still operational. They're still doing everything they're supposed to be doing. They're all working remotely, too. But they also understand that individuals out there are in a more uh, difficult situation. And again, my concern, my concern is that they take advantage of that. I hope they won't, but that's my concern. We'll take our uh, first uh, short break of the show here. Again, time for you to pick up a phone. Uh, we're giving you the time now, 416-870-6400. Concerns about COVID and your disability, it's, uh, it's, it's a stressful time for sure. Call Savan now. Let's get it on the air. Let's talk about it. Email help at disabilityrights.ca. We are just getting warmed up. It is a disability law show right here, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is uh, 1213 on what is uh, otherwise a beautiful Sunday afternoon. If you're uh, planning to go out and get a little bit of a uh, little bit of exercise, man, social distance, physical distance, keep uh, exercising that minimum, minimum six feet, or as the signs say in Toronto and Canada, length of a hockey stick. I love the uh, I love the rationale for that one. The ones in Florida say the length of an alligator. And I'm not kidding. That's actually what they say. But either way, make sure you're uh, you're far apart. And if not, give us a call. You have questions about uh, disability when it comes to COVID-19. Are things still happening? Can you you make claims are you still going to be on claim is everything shut down no they are not trust us uh, savannah is still open insurance companies are still rocking from home so make sure you uh, you get the information you need 416-870-6400 lots of emails and phone calls or at least uh, other questions to get through pal i know you want to continue with the uh, the week that was but we'll uh, we'll bounce over to our show uh, our phones rather because the listeners our callers are always top priority sean how are you pal hi good morning or good afternoon i should say well or maybe that's all right 
Yeah. But, I, mean, uh, no, no, I just got a concern. And I, uh, Lior, I, I tried asking you guys uh, this last week, and I got cut off at the end uh, twice. And I'm thinking, oh, today's a good time to ask. Um, I've got a boss, like, I did, like we do um, landscaping and uh, snow plowing. So our snow plow contract has ended with the hospitals, but we still look after the garbage removals. And, and uh, I'm also responsible for removing all the bags from the COVID-19 area. So I do that, but I mean, I live alone as well in the house, like here in the Cobicall. And I told mm-hmm. my boss, I said, I'm working by myself. I said, I'm not working with anybody, but it's because I've got 35 years experience. And I think he's trying to like trump me on this. And I told him, I said, I'm not working with anybody, period. I said, you're not listening to the radio. And, yeah. you know, and then he's, he's, he told me that he's the boss and he makes the decision. And I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. I got some rights here and I got to call you guys to find out where they are. Well, Sean, first of all, I think that uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, to have this concern, and you're, of course, absolutely right uh, that you have rights. And, uh, you know, y- your question, which is, which is, I think, front and center in people's minds, anybody who's still doing work outside, uh, yeah. is, is a very important one, uh, an employment law question. And so I'll tell all the listeners right now that right after this show, you will have the employment law show come up. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can feel free to, uh, you know, to ask Lior all of these questions. I want to make sure that I don't step over uh, his toes on that. That's his field. I deal with disability, uh, long-term disability. But, you know, John, that's something... Uh, you know that is important people to understand because the two areas of law intersect and what we find a lot is that individuals who are having issues with work are also experiencing some kind of a form of a of a disability be it a Mm -hmm. physical disability or a psychological disability or both and you know especially now uh, because of this pandemic and everything that is going on many individuals out there even those that have been temporarily laid off don't actually understand and know that they have access to short-term and long-term disability. And, you know, short-term disability, uh, assuming you are disabled from working, and again, it can be just because of of the psychological impact of COVID-19, short-term disability typically pays anywhere from 80% to 100% of your salary. So you need to really find out if you have access to it, if you are disabled, and if your doctors will back you up and say you are disabled from working. You know, by the same token, long-term disability, again, uh, is something that many employees have through their work benefits that they're not aware of. Some people purchase that uh, privately, but some people have that through their work benefits. And so, again, long-term disability will pay you anywhere from 60 to 70% of your pre-disability income. So it's very important to understand that if you're having psychological issues, whether it's depression or PTSD or anxiety, Again, if these conditions are debilitating for you, if you are unable to work, you should be able to apply for those disability programs uh, through this insurance company, whatever insurance company you may have, through work or privately. Uh, and, and again, you should get that. And I do anticipate that we're going to see a tsunami of these kinds of claims because of the psychological impact of this pandemic, John, Echo and pandemic. social distancing. Yep. Yeah, I, yep. I think you're going to see it. It's, it's, gonna, it's coming, right? People are already talking about it. I think clinical psychologists are going to be you know, up to their eyeballs with, with individuals lighting up in queue uh, seeking treatments because this is going to be so devastating for so many people. So it's important to understand you do have these rights. These rights, as Sean put it, have not extinguished. Okay, they're mm-hmm. still there. Uh, and if you do get denied by your insurance company, you should fight back. If you are disabled from working, you should stand up for your rights or at least talk to us so we can explain to you how you can go about making sure that they pay you what they owe you.
Uh, you can reach out anytime, even if you're, you're bashful to make a phone call here for the remainder of this show, one 821 5900 Don't uh, hesitate to reach out to Savan and his team, disabilityrights.ca. An email address, just put a help at in front of that, help at disabilityrights.ca. And other questions can be had at mydisabilityquestions.com. I think you had one more, uh, one more thing you wanted to talk about before we moved on, yeah? I did. I have an email here okay. from a gentleman I've been corresponding with. So I, I go, you know, a lot of back and forth uh, in email with individuals from all over the country, by the way, uh, who have questions about their disability claims. And this person here said that he saw a TV show uh, back uh, at the end of March, and he's getting mixed messages from his insurance provider, the long-term disability adjuster. They've asked for an updated uh, medical report about his mm-hmm. condition. His neurosurgeon has already stated that he should never be able to go back to work because of a permanent disability. I'm not sure what disability that is, but be that as it may, his neurosurgeon has given an opinion on that. Now, the insurance company here is saying we want an update, and they wrote him a letter saying if we don't get that update by, and they gave him a deadline of March 19th, I believe, uh, sorry, um, at the end of March, uh, then they're going to cut him off. Now, of course, we're in April now, uh, but you know, when he was communicating with me, I, was, I told him, I said, make sure you express to the adjuster that you're having difficulty reaching your doctor. Because the, the, the doctor, uh, you know, many, many doctors right now are inundated with patients. Uh, many clinics are closed. They're doing their best to try and provide whatever treatments, whatever, you know, uh, services they can remotely. Mm-hmm. Insurance companies should understand that. And I think they do. They understand the reality of what's happening. But that's not stopping many of them from continuing to putting the squeeze on individuals out there and saying, if you don't get us this update, we're going to cut you off. Well, excuse right. me, you can't do that. You simply can't do that. Uh, this is what I would tell the insurance company. And if the insurance company persists, you contact me, and I will tell you what you need to do and how we can push back on the insurance company because this is the last moment, or right now, this is, the, this is not the time for the insurance company to push like this and to say that they're going to cut someone off uh, when, when people are relying on this money to survive, for their families to survive. We'll get to uh, lots more, including three things you should do if you're un- unable to work because of COVID-19. Uh, in the meantime, you want to line up a phone call if it pertains to your uh, disability, long-term disability, your insurance company, or have that has to do with COVID-19 in your workplace as well. That's what you want to talk about. 416-870-6400. We're returning with uh, lots more of the Disability Law Show. This is Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is at 1223 and Friday afternoon. Hello, everyone's losing track of what day it is. <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Does it matter, really? I mean, you're stuck in your house. Um, phone calls, 416-870-6400. Savannah is here to answer your questions as it has to do with disability law and uh, possibly uh, you know, cross over to your workplace in COVID-19 and your disability insurer. Are they, uh, are they playing games with you? Are you confused about if you can be off, if they can cut you off? All those questions, bring them on, 416 870 6400 Mark thanks for hanging on how are you I'm good how are you good pal what's uh, what's on your mind um, I'm curious if I could uh, ask for a layoff at this point I've been self-isolated for the last 21 days um, I used up all my holidays and um, at this point I'm not really prepared to go back to work I feel the risk is too great um, is this something I can do and if I do do this um, I assume I would apply under the EI sickness benefit well, Mark, first of all, again, uh, excellent, excellent question. And uh, 
you know, you, you are obviously talking about employment law here. And again, I direct all the listeners to tune in for the next hour, which is going to be the employment show, uh, employment law show with, uh, with Lior. And he'll answer all these questions. But, you know, if you do want to contact me, I'll put you in touch with Lior and the team. Again, John, this is very, very, uh, you know, unnerving for many, many people out there, uh, not just with respect to disability, but obviously employment issues. That's front and center in people's minds. And all of these yeah. questions, all of these questions do have answers, except that I don't want to make, I want to make sure that I don't, you know, mislead anyone. I can answer any question you may have on disability, long-term disability, short-term disability, but when it comes to employment law, uh, you know, my knowledge is less than perfect, which is why we have Lior coming up in the next hour. You know, it's it's interesting, though, saying Mark does do that, and he, he, he gets a doctor's note to be off and so on and so forth. Say it continues on and say it does become uh, depression, anxiety, a phobia, you know, agoraphobia. Now he flips over to the, the point where he's applying for or he's looking at long-term disability. What are the chances or what's the, what's the scope of, of, of things to do as far as, that's, as far as that's concerned? Well, when the insurance company gets the application, they assess right. it. They read it. They read whatever medical reports are provided. And I always tell people, you want to make sure that when your doctor writes that you are disabled, again, we're talking about legitimate situations. We don't want anybody to take advantage of the system. And I do realize that there are going to be people out there taking advantage of this, just like you're going to have people taking advantage of all these relief programs that the government is putting out there, mm-hmm. which is really, really unfortunate. But what can I say? It's it's part of you know, society for, for, for you know, a lack of a better explanation. Uh, but you know, if an insurance company gets a claim on its desk and it's supported by medical professionals who say that this individual uh, is unable to go back to work, well, you know, as long as there is an explanation and there is medical reasoning behind it, they should approve the claim. Right. You know, and many right. people who are denied feel like they have no options, or the only option they have is to appeal that decision. And we'll get to that later in the show, mm-hmm. you know, what to do with appeals. But the point is, you have a lot more power than you think to do, uh, than, than you think you do when it comes to dealing with insurance companies. It's just that most people don't realize that. They, you know, they, they often think that it's a David and Goliath situation between them and the insurance company. And I always say, well, you're right, it is a David and Goliath situation. But remember, who, you know, who won that battle? You know, That's right. The two of those. That's right. So. It's uh, 416-870-6400. You have questions for Savannah as it pertains to your uh, long-term disability and uh, your insurance company. Three things you should do if you are unable to work because of COVID-19. Number one is this, and we kind of we kind of glossed into this, or glossed over it a bit, as if you are suffering from depression, anxiety, phobia, or other psychological illnesses because of the pandemic, ask your doctor for a letter explaining the nature of that disability and just write what I mentioned right there, or apply for short-term or long-term disability, right? Exactly. And that's absolutely true. And again, remember, an insurance company has no obligation to put you on disability if the Mm -hmm. issue is that uh, you've been laid off, if the issue is that there is uh, no work out there right now. That's not what insurance companies are there for. However, they are there or supposed to be there as a safety net, a financial safety net if you become disabled. Whether you become disabled because of an accident or because of an illness or because of some, you know, the, the pandemic itself. Again, we're talking about psychological types of, of illnesses or conditions which can be as debilitating, if not more, than physical injuries, right? If I, if I break my, my ankle or my elbow or my shoulder, I may be out of commission for a while, but if I am psychologically compromised, and unable to get out of bed and unable to do anything, it doesn't matter what my job is. It doesn't matter that I can work from home. The point is I can't do the work. 
right? Yeah. And, and so it's important to understand that if you are suffering from one of these conditions, again, it could be depression, anxiety, PTSD, whatever that is, if in fact you feel that you are disabled from working, in other words, if your workplace told you you could work even remotely and you're unable to, and if your doctors confirm that you are disabled because of mm -hmm. some condition, you should be able to get short-term and or long-term disability so long as you have uh, access to that kind of insurance. And it, it's it's worth making that point strength here because as you mentioned using your example of a you know a broken collarbone or broken ankle I mean depending on how fit you are you, you can see with a with probably within a week or two of of a finite timeline when you'll be over that a mental disability in this regard it's you don't know number one it doesn't show up on an X ray for the most part even a concussion not always but you don't know how long it's going to last could be weeks could be months could be years could be indefinitely so it's really important to apply right. Absolutely. It's extremely important to apply. I mean, again, some people think uh, there is this, this um, uh, thing going out, uh, not going out, but there is this thing out there, uh, this view that some people hold, well, I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to apply for disability. Okay, then don't. Then don't. But remember, premiums are being paid to insurance companies, whether right. it's for car insurance or travel insurance or whatever other kind of insurance. We all pay premiums. Insurance companies make a profit, billions of dollars of profit, based uh, of you know because of those premiums that are being paid. So when the time comes and you are unable to work, legitimately unable to work because of some kind of a condition, psychological or physical or both, you should be able to then. Contact the insurance company, make an application with doctor support, and get it. And if you don't, and that's what I'm, I keep telling people, because in many instances, insurance companies will deny your application. Yep. And they will deny it knowing full well that the vast majority of claimants will walk away or appeal those decisions. And, of course, when you appeal those decisions, those appeals often go nowhere. And by the time you realize that they're going nowhere, again, you're in an even more compromised state. So, again, what's the solution? Well, the solution is to contact us or to contact a disability lawyer, someone who deal, deals in this area of law. And, John, one of the things that I always say is I used to work for insurance companies in the past. I used to uh, deal with car accidents and slip and falls. I used to report to insurance companies. So I, I yeah. have a bit of an inside scoop into how they operate. And, you know, again, they are there to make a profit. And if you choose not to apply when you really ought to be applying for disability, that's your decision and and if if you know they deny you your claim and you choose not to fight back that's your decision but that money that is owed to you that's gonna stay in their pockets not yours that's what you need to understand that's what you need to know and, and as long as you're at peace with that then that's fine <laughs> you know I mean who yeah. am I to tell you to go after the money right. that's owed to you so again we're only talking about legitimate claims when I did defense work I saw my share of individuals who are trying to scam the system and I'm very critical, and my team members are very critical of people who call us to make sure that we are only representing legitimate claims, people who are uh, you know, legitimately suffering right. psychologically, physically, or, or from both types of, of ailments. Uh, and, and I'll tell you this, John, if I believe in a case, if I say to someone, you have a case, we're going to put our entire firm's resources behind that, and we're going to go all the way to force the insurance company to pay what they owe. 416-870-6400, the number to call for the remainder of the half hour of the show. Do it. Ask some questions just that simple, either for yourself or on behalf of a family member or a pal. We are here to answer them as we continue here, the Disability Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is at 12.33, and welcome if you're just joining us. We were talking about disability law. You, as a uh, possible patient, somebody on disability, looking to uh, do so short-term and long-term and dealing with that insurance company in these uh, COVID-19 pandemic times. Everybody is still open, including the firm and the insurance companies uh, as well. So feel free to reach out for the remainder of the show. You can email help at disabilityrights.ca, and uh, we'll be right back to the three things you should do if you're unable to work because of COVID-19. First, though, and always phone calls are a top priority deanna thank you for hanging on for a moment there how are you good how are you good what's uh what's your question uh it's regarding my son he has been on stress leave since september on short-term disability and it ended uh in march and he has papers for long-term disability but due to not being able to get into a doctor uh what are his next steps like what can he do regarding his disability well, Deanna, let me let me ask you this: uh, Is he able to get in touch with uh, the doctor's clinic? Is there anyone there that's providing any services remotely, like by phone or through Skype or anything like that? Uh, I believe there may be someone in the office. Okay, so the advice I have is there are two things that I think he should do. First of all, I think that he should definitely go ahead and submit the application for long-term disability, even if it's using the medical documentation he had used to support the short-term disability application. Okay, that's number one. Uh, Number two, to the extent that he can get anything from that clinic to uh, say that he continues to have that disability, again, that's assuming that you know they speak with him and they can verify that. I, I mean, I'm not sure what kind of disability we're talking about. Is it just strictly stress leave or is there something else as well? No, just for stress leave. Okay, okay. Uh, well, you know, stress uh, oftentimes uh, leads into other types of, of things like depression and, and right. you know, heightened anxiety, etc., right? Right. I, yeah. I, do think, I do think that to the extent that your son can get even a referral to a, a psychologist or someone out there who can provide some treatments, that would be helpful as well. But I think yeah. when it comes to long-term disability, even if it's just applying with the same documentation that he used to support the shortened disability application, I think that at this point he should do it. And, and again, okay. if he runs into any problems, you can put him in touch with me, uh, whether it's by email or phone, and I, I will... I will you know, talk to him more about his specific situation and tell him what I think he needs to do. But okay. but this is a legitimate concern, John, obviously, you know, access yeah. to healthcare professionals. I mean, they are, again, listen, I, I, I went shopping for food this morning and, and at the superstore near my house, there's a clinic and they're saying, you know, there's a sign there that says that they're only dealing with individuals by phone. Well, right. how can you get a proper yeah. diagnosis or treatments by phone? Well, it, it depends on the clinic, right? It depends on the individuals that are, are, are running the place, the doctors and how they're providing the treatments. Okay. If all else fails and they won't accept it, is he eligible to file for any kind of EI if they won't accept any these disability forms that he had before? If he was on certain disability, I mean, we, we have new government relief programs out there. He should be applying to whatever is available. But, right. you know, Deanna, I will tell you this. Uh, and, and this is, again, in terms of relief programs, this is something that uh, the employment lawyers at, at my office can probably opine on. And also there is a website we have that talks about the various programs out there that he may want to look at. Uh, and the website that we created just for information for the public is covidrights.ca. But okay. if he gets denied by the insurer, 
you know, I'm not confident that he will get denied. I think that insurance companies do realize the situation people are in right now. If he yeah. does get denied, uh, have him contact me. Let me see if I can help him. Because ultimately, okay. long-term disability is going to pay more than what he potentially would get through EI or other programs. Right. Okay. Great. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Dan. Appreciate that. Here is that number to reach out and uh, keep it at all times. Don't you know? Especially if it comes down the pike that your uh, son needs to make that uh, that phone call. One eight five five. 821-5900, 1-855-821-5900 is the way to uh, to do that. Email is help at disabilityrights.ca. And as you mentioned, Savannah, lots of information at covidrights.ca. And uh, we were we were just talking about that. Uh, Deanna's nervous about it. And it was the second thing on the third things you should do if you're unable to work because of COVID-19. If you need treatments for that disability, get a referral from your doctor and go see a specialist or clinic that can provide treatments remotely. I know that from what you said, a lot of them have a sticker on the window saying, we're just doing it by phone. I know that, you know, Luigi and the Pinpoint Health Show, in extreme, extreme necessary circumstances with the utmost attention to, to social distancing and, and all that all that stuff, they can see people in emergency physically. But for the most part, there is there is a solution for most uh, most clinics. So do it, right? There are, especially when you're dealing with psychological types of issues like anxiety and depression. Yep. There are a lot of practitioners out there, and I know them. I know many of them, psychologists and other types of individuals. They will do sessions by, by Skype, by you know, uh, WhatsApp or, or uh, FaceTime or Zoom or whatever, whatever the, the platform yeah. is or phone. You know, the, the problem is, I think, where the bottleneck is, is to get that referral now, right? That's, that's the issue. Uh, and, and again, people are in a very precarious state. So, you know, you, you do your best. The, the important thing is that to the extent that you need treatments that your family doctor cannot provide, see if you can get some kind of a referral. And I know it's difficult. I know it is. I'm just providing this as general advice. If you can get a referral to some kind of a treatment provider, like a psychologist, as an example, for Deanna's son, as 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 an you know, uh, a, a, a yeah. example here from the phone call, uh, and you can get a referral to somebody who can provide those treatments remotely, that is ideal. Because you know, the legalities aside, you want your loved ones to get better. You know, you want your friends and your family and your coworkers to get better. Uh, and, of course, we'll deal with the legal side of it. We'll deal with the insurance company if they deny the claim. But it is very important. It is very important both for the legal claim against the insurance company as well as for your own health mm -hmm. to be able to get a referral to someone who can treat you remotely at this point. We are talking the three things you should do if you're unable to work because of COVID-19. The third and most important one is coming up, so stick around for that. In the meantime, some uh, some time for you to grab the phone and make that phone call like Deanna did. It could uh, save a lot of heartache, man, for sure. 416-870-6400. Disability Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 12.43, we continue on here. Disability Law Show reaching out to when we're not on the air. It is uh, simple, 1-855-821-5900, covidrights.ca. You can go to that website as well and always send along an email to Savannah and crew, help at disabilityrights.ca. The three things you should do if you're unable to work because of COVID-19. The third one is this. If you are denied your STD or LTD application, call immediately for help. Really important. 
It's very important, and I know people are going to say, okay, well, this is self, you know, self-serving. You're a lawyer. Uh, you're doing this show. You, know, you want people to call you. You want business. I don't care if you call me or anyone else, as long as you call someone who has expertise in this area of law and who's going to look out for your best interest. That's really what I'm trying to get out uh, you know, to everyone. And we do have two websites. One of them you had mentioned. In fact, you, I think you mentioned both of them, John, disabilityrights.ca and covidrights.ca. You go to these websites. You don't have to contact us, but get the information you need. And because our firm uh, really focuses and specializes in only two areas of law, employment law and disability law, we provide a unique perspective, and it's a correct perspective. Unless you arm yourself with the information you need, or at least tell people the way Deanna did, the caller uh, from the last segment, uh, you know, provide, provide those websites, this information to people that you know who may need this information. Okay, this is everybody's in the same boat here. Everyone is trying to survive this pandemic. Everyone is so, trying to survive the social distancing. And of course, mm -hmm. many individuals are in a very, very bad financial state. And so go to these websites, disabilityrights.ca, covidrights.ca, or call me or email me. You know, John, I was talking to Lior yesterday, and we both were, were talking about the fact that when this pandemic is over, we're going to need physio for our fingers because we are answering so many emails from people from across yeah. the country. We're not charging a dime for this. We don't care. We want people to have the information they need so that they understand what their legal rights are when it comes to their employment situation and their disability uh, rights with respect to their insurance companies. Again, disabilityrights.ca, covidrights.ca, and a place you want to ask questions when the show is uh, not on the air anytime. It is uh, mydisabilityquestions.com. Let's get to uh, to Sandy here quickly. Hi, Sandy. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Who are you? Good. Go ahead. My question, I worked in a real estate office from July of 2018 to December of 2018. Uh, when we were closing up for the uh, Christmas holiday, my boss asked me to give my key to um, a computer tech who was going to come in over the Christmas break and do something with our computer system. And he said he would leave the key under the mat for me to get back in the office. I went back up to pick up my key. The key was not there. Um, I never spoke to the man again, and he has never got back to me. I have no idea why I was terminated, I guess. And I never received any severance pay. Well, Sandy, this is, again, a very uh, unfortunate situation. We hear quite a lot of these kinds of cases, not necessarily, obviously, your fact scenario, but just people who are left out in the cold by their employers. And, you know, let's, let's you know, take a minute here and just say also that employers are in a very tough spot. Listen, we're an employer as well. You know, people mm -hmm. are having a difficult time now. This was, again, an employment-related question dealing with termination rights, severance rights. Sandy, tune into the next hour because you're going to have Lior on here and he's going to really be able to answer all of your questions when it comes to severance, termination entitlements, you know, and the like. So for all the listeners out there, you really, really want to tune in next hour because you will learn a lot from Lior uh, about your employment rights, whether you're an employer or whether you're an employee. You know, even though we represent a lot of employees, we also have employers as clients as well. You know, everybody's trying to navigate this very difficult time. The only people we do not represent, John, the only entities are insurance companies. And this right. is where we come in. Okay, I used to work for insurance companies. In fact, we just recently had a lawyer join our team who was a very senior lawyer at one of the top long-term disability insurance companies in the country. 
And I can tell you right now that uh, she knows the ins and outs of that insurance company. I mean, many of our lawyers, myself included, have worked for insurance companies in the past, so we understand right. how to deal with them. If you are dealing with a long-term disability claim, you're having issues or questions with respect to your policy or the way in which your insurance company is treating you, let me know. Let me know so I can tell you what you need to do and advise you on what your options are. I want to get started on this email here. we got a couple minutes only before we break, but I'll read it and maybe you can start on it. Lauren says, uh, Savannah, my son was recently denied his appeal for LTD. After waiting almost three months for an answer from his insurance company, my son's 34 years old and suffers from fibromyalgia and sciatica pain due to a genetic birth defect. The insurance company says that he should be able to work in his occupation as a systems engineer, but the problem is that his pains have gotten worse in the past year due to an accident he was in. He's all but given up, uh, but I want him to speak with you. Is there anything you can do to help? His family doctor and his specialists both say that he can't work because of his condition, especially now, of course, because of the COVID situation. Absolutely. Absolutely, Lauren. We can definitely help your son. And, and John, this is an example, by the way, of a concerned father. And there's a lot of people out there who maybe this information doesn't apply to them, but it applies mm -hmm. to someone they know that we could be, you know, we could help. Now, Lauren's talking about his son who was uh, denied an appeal. And, you know, we've talked about this countless times. When you are denied long-term disability or short-term disability, for that matter, the letter of denial or the email uh, that explains the denial and the rationale for the denial will usually contain a paragraph or two at the bottom inviting you to appeal that decision. Our advice is do not appeal. Do not appeal. There is a much more powerful way of forcing the insurance company to the table uh, and, and that is to start a legal process, a legal claim against the insurance company and the reason for that is quite simple. When you appeal a denial, you're appealing to the exact same people who denied you in the first place. There is literally no uh, 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 no leverage whatsoever that you have with the insurance company. There is no reason why they can't just deny you over and over again, which is exactly what they end up doing in the right. vast majority of cases. And so, Lauren, in your son's situation, the fact that his doctors are already saying, they're already saying that he should be off work, he is disabled, there is literally no reason whatsoever why the insurance company is denying his disability claim. Clearly, this is a legitimate issue. Sciatica pain is very, very painful. Fibromyalgia is a condition that can be debilitating. You know, he's only 34 years old. And now with this whole COVID situation, I understand. I can absolutely understand the situation that Lauren's son is in and the fact that he probably feels helpless. Well, you're not helpless. You're not because we can help you. And we have a whole firm and a whole team of people who are re working remotely throughout Ontario, throughout BC. And we even handle claims in other provinces as well, actually. We can help individuals out there, John, who have been denied unjustly their long-term disability claims and short-term disability claims. And if at most, when you speak with us, you decide not to proceed with a claim, I'm okay with that too, so long as I know that you have the information you need to make that decision for yourself and your family. That's, that's really what we're here for, it's to give out that information. Lauren, reach out for sure, uh, and that number, one 821 5900 toll-free right there, and disabilityrights.ca, and help at disabilityrights.ca. We'll continue our last few minutes here of uh, the Disability Law Show. This is Global News. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 
Uh, 12.52, whittling down to our last few minutes here. You want to slip in a quick phone call for Savannah about disability, you can do so, 416-870-6400. Failing that, after the show, you can reach out, covidrights.ca, disabilityrights.ca, and 1-855-821-5900. Getting to, uh, to Ben's email. Ben says, uh, Savannah, I've been uh, having a tough time getting a hold of my chronic pain doctor because of the COVID-19 situation. And my long-term disability adjuster wrote me saying that unless I send him a medical update on my situation by the end of April, I will be cut off benefits. I can't afford to lose my disability benefits. I have two young kids at home, and I am a single father. Help. Okay, Ben, here's what you need to do. You need to get on the computer. You need to write the following to the adjuster. You need to say that you are unable to get a hold of your doctor. You're trying your best. Perhaps even provide some details. Say that on... Whatever dates, give the dates that you've tried to contact your doctor. You have you have been unsuccessful. Here's the situation, uh, and uh, advise the adjuster that you are you are going to get the update as soon as you can, but that nothing has changed. Assuming that's in fact correct, mm-hmm. uh, and and also advise the adjuster. And again, this all has to be in writing, John. Especially now, this is really important, and I'll explain why in a second. Make sure, Ben, that you provide in writing to the adjuster the the consequences of being cut off. You know, the fact that you have two young kids at home and you're a single father and what this will do to you. And the reason why this is important is because you are, in a way, arming yourself. You know, I I see these conflicts, uh, John, uh, between individuals and insurance companies like a chess game. Uh, And what I mean by that is that you have to put the pieces in the correct location so that down the road, if we have to get involved, we can then use the, the, the various maneuvers that you've made initially to protect yourself to hit back at the insurance company. And so the fact that Ben will write this to the adjuster, if in fact the insurance company, if they have the goal to cut him off mm-hmm. at the end of April, we will take action. We will take action. And frankly, uh, Ben should be telling me if he gets a response sooner rather than later, because if the adjuster responds back tomorrow saying no, unless you give us this update by the end of April, we're going to cut you off, we can actually spring into action right now. We can get involved right now. And you know, John, one of the things that I tell people is that as soon as we get involved, as soon as you hire us to deal with the insurance company, they have to now communicate with us. They no longer are able to speak with you directly or write to you or do anything to you. They have to go through us. And when they go through us, it's not that simple anymore because we understand now, uh, we know uh, the framework within which we're operating. We can push back. So in Ben's situation, again, I, I, I foresee this happening more and more. In fact, I'm, I'm getting a lot of emails from people and phone calls from people who are just absolutely in a state of panic and fear uh-huh. because the insurance company is saying, we need this update, and if you don't get it to us by so-and-so date, we'll cut you off. No, we're, we're operating un, under a different you know, set of rules right now. Insurance companies cannot demand this. They have to be reasonable because if they're not, and we started a legal claim, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to be in trouble. If this ever goes in front of a judge, and it won't, these cases almost never go to, to a full trial because insurance companies are not willing to take that risk in most circumstances. Trust me when I tell you a judge will not look favorably on this insurance company when they're doing what they're doing during, the, during this pandemic. 
Let's try to get to uh, Dina very quickly. Dina says, I've been suffering from arthritis for over 10 years, and it's gotten progressively worse. I've worked as a a chef in one of the top restaurants in the city for over 30 years, and I have private long-term disability insurance that I purchased years ago and have been paying for ever since. Since the pandemic started, I've had a lot of anxiety, and my doctor says I have depression. He referred me to a psychologist, and after one session, that psychologist confirmed that I can't work because of my depression. Uh, My arthritis is also pretty bad, and my rheumatologist also said, that I can't work because of my arthritis. I'm thinking that I should apply for LTD, but I'm afraid I'll get declined. Should I even bother applying? I know I only got about a minute, but see what you can do with this one. Yeah, absolutely, Dina. You should absolutely apply. Absolutely. And no. you know, John, again, people contact me because they're afraid of even applying. Just the thought of dealing with an insurance company scares mm-hmm. people. And I understand that. I completely do. But you have to understand that you have been paying. You know, Dina has been paying here privately. She's been paying out of her own paychecks right. 100% of the premiums. You know, if I got into a car accident and my car is a write-off, am I going to be afraid to ask the insurance company to pay for the car? Of course not. It makes sense. Same thing if you have something, you know, a leak in in your roof or something, uh, you know, at home. So, no, Dina, don't be afraid. You know, you need to understand, and I'm saying this to everyone right now, you have a lot more power than you think to do with insurance companies. Sometimes insurance companies are correct in taking a position where they're denying a claim. Sometimes there are exclusions that apply. But in the vast majority of cases, when someone contacts me, when they are disabled, and they're saying to me, I am still disabled, my doctors confirm that I'm disabled, and yet I've been cut off because of this excuse or that excuse, and we get involved, insurance companies back off. It may take a little time, but they're going to back off because they understand that if they don't, a judge will force them to. So you have to understand that you have rights, you can enforce them, and we're here to help you. Good for another day, my friend, and reach out to Savan and his crew for sure. Write down that number, one 821 5900 Don't hesitate. Don't let it linger. Uh, disabilityrights.ca for more information where you can catch our TV show and covidrights.ca. Till next time, Disability Law Show, Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.